being quiet now for effect. Just for, yeah, just because we always do. Is that <laughs> what you're doing right now? Yeah. There we go. Uh, all right. Wait. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. You said you're ready. I'm rock and roll. Let's do this thing. All right. Let's do it. Welcome back, listeners. This is our 218th episode of Dance Robot Dance, our weekly podcast where we talk about all things nerdy from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. Uh, I'm Tim, coming to you from Toronto, Ontario. I'm going to be hosting the episode this week. And with me, I've got my trusty steed partner. Mark, trusty steed. What, am I, I'm your horse now. I, you know I started what? saying trusted partner, and then I and then I shifted gears. That through. sounds weird too. That sounds just as strange. <laughs> Almost as accurate. Almost accurate, but yeah, yeah. Trusty steed, though. I'm. I'm hmm. <laughs> I feel like no. I'd probably like break your back if if I tried to ride you. My back is basically made of cottage cheese and pebbles, so yeah, it probably wouldn't go well for you or me, specifically me, because I would be in a lump on the floor because that's yeah. what would happen. So, so we've got a, an episode for you this week, kind of uh, kicking off the Halloween season, I think, with a bit of horror TV for you. Um, but uh, before we do that, let's go to the news because one, it's been a little more than a week since we recorded last, and two, there's a bunch of fucking shit that got announced. Yes. New stuff, old shit, changing shit. So I'm going to start with, I'm guessing, the one that Mark is probably most excited about, which is a new Disney Plus series starring Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. I did just see this like while I was cruising around uh, before we started the episode. And yes, that's a, that's a big get, I guess. Like, I mean, he's, he's going to get paid, right? Oh, yeah. And absolutely. this is all happening on one of those little, like, mandalorian sets at this point so like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, just, he he loves playing that character too so yeah absolutely so like i'm uh, more sam jackson nick fury the better for me so like let's just do this yeah give them all a show man bring them all let's just do them all <laughs> i want to see them all you know and uh cal bradstreet who is the uh who's from mr robot is writing and producing this series too yeah which is like which means we're gonna get some weird shit because that show is awesome for <laughs> Nice serpentine plots and stuff like that. So serpentine, Babu, serpentine. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see, like, uh, if this is, uh, you know, current MCU Nick Fury or if it's like flashback Nick. Fury. Yeah, pourquoi ne dose, my friend? You know, like we can do everything. It could be a really cool sort of linchpin piece where they like yeah. do Nick Fury throughout, you know, the thirty years of MCU history, right? Like. You can go even further back than that, right? Yeah, like go I mean, back to yeah. the nineties, like eighties and nineties and stuff. So yeah, yeah go back to that um, Captain Marvel era stuff. You know, when he was still yeah. just an agent, and then like, uh, and then bring uh, Coulson back in for some stuff, and then I was gonna say, I bet you the fanboys are all just like clamoring oh, yeah. for Coulson to come back and get like recognized by the official Disney people again. The way like yeah. he got shunted off the ABC, and they were like, "Fuck that, <laughs> he's dead. We killed him. He's gone." Mm-hmm. But like now, now he'll come back now. So good. Yeah. I'm just waiting. Everybody's going to want to see all 15 of those people from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they're going to see maybe Coulson. And like, that's all they're going to get. Yeah. Although, hopefully lots of Colby Smolder also. So, there's that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool if we got some some Maria Hill in there, too. Mm-hmm. We also got a full trailer this week for WandaVision, which is coming out pretty soon now. A couple months. And it looks suitably bonkers. I mean, we've already mm-hmm. known that this uh, series is going to be pretty bonkers. But it is kind of what I was expecting. Like, it's like... Yeah you know, looks like Wanda's sort of lost the fucking plot and, you know, shunted her, her psyche and her life and potentially all of reality into this like alternate reality where her and, uh, and vision are, you know, still happily married and everything. But then, you know, the, 
cracks and seams start to show and shit like that. So, I mean, this is going to be the first fucking Marvel we get this year, essentially. You know, the first MCU kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, because so. they, they, they did officially push Black Widow back, too. That was on the thing this week uh, that yeah. I saw. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm like, um, just give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Especially after what we watched this week, I could use some Marvel. So, <laughs> like, you know, like the high quality shit, like the good shit, right? Like, yeah. I need some good shit. So, yeah. But yes, uh, as Mark just alluded to, the next thing on my list was that basically everything else Marvel has just been delayed again. So yeah. uh, Black Widow has been pushed to uh, May 7th, 2021. So that's like almost a year now that that's been delayed uh, from its original release date. That means all of phase, is it five, I guess we're into now? Like all of phase five has been pushed yeah. back officially a year now completely. Yeah. So because of that, so which is crazy. Eternals has been pushed back about six months to, uh, well, no more than that, from February uh, 2021 to November 5th, 2021. Shang-Chi, which was supposed to be coming out uh, on the same, on the date that Black Widow is now coming out, has been pushed forward a couple of months to uh, July 9th, 2021. And maybe these will be the actual dates. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> we still don't even like, know if these are going to be the real dates. That's exactly what I was trying to spit out there. Was that, like, we have no idea what the fuck is actually going on because like now we're seeing spiking numbers in Canada of all places again. So like, <sighs> yeah, we might see these movies in our lifetime, but like, fuck me. It's going to be a couple years, I think, before we see any of this stuff. Yeah. Especially the rate Disney keeps like, they're not putting these on, like these movies are not going VOD, right? Like they're not going home. Yeah quickly no they're either going to release them in theaters or not at all kind of thing i mean that's obviously what's happening here um did you see tenets like the tenets box office estimates were like that was yeah dour like that's dour well i feel like the studios were using that as an experiment um you Mm, know absolutely what was it was that fox or whatever that put that out i can't remember Uh, no that's warner as Warner, okay, so yeah, Warner put that out, and and then you know everybody else, including Warner, we're looking at that and seeing like, okay, this is you know dipping our fucking toes in the water. You know, we know we're gonna make a shitload of money on the back end when we put this on VOD and on on physical media, anyways. Yeah, because they're gonna charge thirty bucks, and we're all gonna buy it, right? Yeah. Like this is a, it's a Chris Nolan movie. Everybody who's like, we're all waiting to watch the fucking thing, but nobody wants to go die to see it. So like, yeah. Yeah, now it's just a waiting game. Like, it'll show up on, you know, your favorite website to download that, whether that be Apple TV or, you know, rhymes with Sporant, I guess, you know, like, whatever. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rhymes with Kyrat Bay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Going over to the uh, DC side of things, the Emmys happened this past weekend, and probably the biggest bit of news out of it is for the first time ever, a comic book series has won the Outstanding Limited Series. uh, Uh, So Watchmen, Watchmen. obviously. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Fucking all power to them. You know, go back and listen to our episode on it. We all gave it fucking like glowing ass tentative rating. So fucking hell yes. What else? On the Canadian side of things, I think I geek credited Shit's Creek a while back. It fucking swept. Yeah, it cleaned it up. Clean, eh? It yeah, cleaned the fuck up. Crazy, yeah, like yeah. they won like best comedy writing, best comedy directing. I think all four of the starring characters won mm-hmm. acting uh, Emmys as well. So that was good for Canada. Yeah, it sounds like it's all well earned too. Like it sounds like the show's awesome. It's just not up my improviality non-improviality yeah, it, was, so. it was one of those shows that i was just like i was just looking for something light and it fucking it it scratched that itch for sure nice regina king won outstanding lead actress for Watchmen uh, in a limited series or like made for tv movie it's not a whole oh uh this extraordinary being the very 
Dr. Manhattan focused episode one uh, for best writing for a limited series uh, for Damon Lindelof and Court Jefferson. Uh, what else? That that was, I think Watchmen was about the only uh, sort of genre series that did Saul get nothing. Like that's, we got to at least kept checking on Saul. That's I, our boy. Not that I'm seeing um, or shit. A couple How's other that happen. <laughs> it's won its own in the past. Right. And uh, it's going to win. It's probably going to win a lot more before it's done too. That shows yeah. like unbelievably good. There are other shows that we've covered on the podcast that, that did RuPaul's Drag Race won for, was it Best Variety? No, Last Week Tonight won for Best uh, yeah. Outstanding Variety and Talk Series. Uh, RuPaul's Drag say, Race. They're on a roll right now, right? Like that's two yeah. or three years in a row for John I, Oliver. I think it might be him. more than that. I think, they, I think they might have won almost every year that they've been doing it. How long has that show been on? <laughs> it feels like it hasn't been on that fifth, long, but I guess. It's in its fifth season right now. I think it might be oh, okay. coming into its sixth. And RuPaul's Drag Race won for Outstanding Reality Competition, which we covered not too long ago. Kind of, yep. That's kind of it in terms of the genre stuff. Oh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, uh, the second who played Dr. Manhattan, won um, for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie for Watchmen. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we talked a little bit about the technical Emmys as well, because there's some good stuff there. A whole bunch of shit. There. Also on the DC side of things, like this is just fucking Mark Newsweek because we learned that John Cena is getting a series of his character from Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. Well, like I'm not. Let's not like throw me in as like a huge Cena mark here. Like <laughs> I like the guy; he's fine, you know. Like he's basically the reason I stopped watching WWE in the mid 2000s. Also, because mm. like always winning, okay. always winning, John Cena. <laughs> but no, like I think like his little transition to Hollywood's been pretty successful. I'm kind of excited to see what he does is he steps away from sports entertainment land and shit. Cause he's a pretty talented guy. And like, I'm, I don't know, he's been funny in all the stuff I've seen him in so far. So, yeah. and I've gone out of my way to watch him in a couple things and I'm like, yeah, he's actually pretty good at this shit. I can't just hate Cena anymore. I guess <laughs> it's whatever. And this is an HBO max series. And given the nature of peacemaker and what we saw from him in those first looks that uh, DC mm-hmm. put out, this looks to be a fucking violent as shit series. And sorry, listeners that are hearing the sirens in my background right now, because I live near a fire station. I swear they're not coming to get me. I'm not having a house party. Not yet. (laughs) We also on HBO Max, uh, we learned that Harley Quinn is getting renewed for a third season, the animated series. Um, That's when I really fucking need to sit down. Yeah, you got to sit down and watch that. That should be something we watch pretty soon, like maybe right after Halloween or something. But yeah, yeah. you got to get on that because it's fucking... Uh, after you made me sit through this, yes, <laughs> Harley Quinn. I would rewatch yeah, Harley yeah. Quinn right now. So, <laughs> and then uh, you know we were talking about HBO Max a little bit, and or you know a bunch just now. And DC finally dropped the announcement that we've all been waiting for about DC Universe, which is basically that DC Universe in its current form will no longer exist. Both after about three or four months from now. Um, so as of January 21st, 2021, DC Universe will be losing all of its video- streaming video content and will become a comics-only service. So that's, you know, we've, we've fucking known this for ages. We've been talking about how... Yeah, I was going to say, we've been talking about it for the last, especially the last couple months, is that, that like announcement kept getting shifted around and yeah, they announced... I think it was specifically when Doom Patrol got announced as an HBO Max exclusive. I was like, that's the yeah. end of fucking DC Universe right there. And also so. when uh, when they did season two of Harley Quinn on both platforms. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think it, I think did it come out earlier on HBO Max too, or uh, something like that. I don't. I think they were coming out simultaneously, but they they were dropping them both uh, on both either on way. both uh, platforms. So, if if they actually did some promo behind that Harley Quinn show, I think they would do very well. Like just with everybody, it's very funny. So. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's not no big surprise. You know, I'm happy that they're still keeping it as a comic service, although it's not yeah absolutely in Canada yet. Like D- so. I mean, I think we'd even sort of speculated on that, right? That they were going to, mm-hmm. you know. I was going to say, we talked about this too. Yeah, have a bunch of video, uh, you know, original video content and stuff like that to build up the membership and use that time to build up the catalog of comics on it. And then they would, you know, shift over the video stuff, which has known was probably going to happen for, I'd say, over a year at this point, especially given what we're talking about tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ever since they started really talking about HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was like the first death knell of DC yes. Universe is our meat of the episode this evening. And and then they were going to, you know, see how many people they could keep holding on, you know, after they'd had that time to build build up the comics library. Um, so once it becomes available in Canada, I probably will pick it up because I'll use it for Same. like issues that I have that are like valuable enough now that I don't want to really go back and read the floppies. Yeah, I would just be happy to have it so that when we do episodes, I don't have to go like skulking around like the <laughs> dirty corners of the Internet, finding back issues and stuff to reread. So. Yeah. And plus for, you know, the stuff that, that I don't collect, like the old Vertigo books or yeah. anything sort of pre mid eighties kind of thing that I don't have yep. physically, you know, there's tons of that stuff on there too. So, so yeah, RIP DC universe and uh, the new service is going to be called DC universe infinite, which the comics only version. So, which is funny. Cause that's, it's exactly the same name as Marvel's unlimited, which <laughs> yeah, pretty much like just the same branding guys, like come <laughs> up with your own. Well, like you're saying last night, like CBS uh, changing their service to like what Paramount was it? Plus, Paramount or Plus yeah. or whatever. Yeah, awful, <laughs> yeah. awful names. Total knockoff on Disney Plus. The Rock movie got a new cast member. Aldous Hodge is going to be playing playing Black Man. Playing Jesus, he is a black man playing. Hawk He's man. a black man. Hawkman <laughs> playing Hawkman in the yeah. series in Black Adam. Holy fuck! That was a lot of words that did not go together in the order I intended them to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, what are we talking about again? I'm, I'm a little lost now. <laughs> Your Black Adam movie with The Rock. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there's a new cast member. Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. I mean, yeah. like, I don't really know the guy very much, but I haven't seen him in anything. I looked him up, but I didn't. I was like, oh, no, nothing, looks... nothing that I've seen him in. Well, I remember him from. Oh no, I remember him from the Black Mirror episode. Oh, the Black Museum episode of Black Mirror. He was played in. Okay, yeah, I've seen that one. Okay, yeah. so yeah, um, and he looks fucking ripped. So. Yeah, he shredded as fuck. So, like, absolutely. There you go. We learned that a DC series is going away after one more season. Supergirl, which has its last sixth season coming up probably next year sometime, is going to end after that sixth season. And I'm fine with that. It's done its thing. It's not going to do any more. No. Yeah, but the Superman show is kind of like where their attention should be at this point, like doing that, getting that off the ground. And there will be plenty of room for... For Melissa ben- Benoit to come back on that and other DC CW series. I can't believe this show is like the flash is still on though. Like that's the one where I'm just like, wow, they, they, they killed arrow last year. They're just going to let the flash go away. Like that's yeah. going to be the long runner now. So. I don't know if the flash is going to make it to the 10 seasons that arrow made it to. We'll see. I, man, like I haven't seen an episode of the flash in season five and I don't even know what season <laughs> we're in now. So uh, seven now, I think we're in. Dear Lord. Yeah. I watched the crossover <laughs> last year. It was pretty good. Yeah. It's, I mean, all these shows now are, 
I mean, they've become kind of the Smallville model, right? Like they've got, yeah, you know, a few really good episodes a season, and then a good amount of filler in between. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of filler. <laughs> Too much for me. Too much yeah. for me these days. So. And then back to the the DC uh, movies, DC EU. Holy shit, they're putting a lot of money and resources into the Snyder Cut. There's apparently reshoots going to be <sighs> happening in October that are going to have like Wait. some of the main cast members fucking seriously. They're actually yeah. doing, they're spending that much fucking money. They're spending like 70 million on this fucking thing. And they're not going to make that back on subscribers to HBO max ever. Like it's just a status grab at this point, I think. And, yeah, and this you know, is publicity. A, this is a bad fucking idea on their part. They're spending <laughs> way too much money on like, I, I there, there's just not enough meat on those bones to make that movie like that fucking good. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. I mean, like yeah. hope against hope, right? But fuck me, that's a that's a big ask for what is ostensibly a director's cut of a really bad movie. So yeah. So as of right now, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in the movie, has said that he's going to be back for reshoots. Uh, Henry Cavill has said as of right now he is not going to be doing any reshoots for it. So we'll see. They, they got What are they doing with him? Would like they just do something with Cavill at this point too? Like I know the guy wants to play Superman and is the perfect Superman. Let him fucking play the character, but like we just we we don't want to make a Superman movie. We don't know how to make us. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna rant about DC tonight. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> In non big two comic book property information the boys is looks like it's getting a spinoff or at least they're putting a spinoff in development that is going to focus on young adult heroes from that world can you imagine like fucking raging hormone fueled young adults in the world of the boys i'm on board i need to see this show this sounds with fucking superpowers yeah man (laughs) jesus that have been uh, hyped up on compound v like jesus fucking christ yeah, can you imagine? You remember high school when I imagine that was superpowers? <laughs> Fuck, no, thank you. Yeah, so uh, that that is definitely something that I would watch if they uh, if it actually ends up going into production. Yeah, if they get that to series, that'll be something that. Well, I mean, that, that we're pretty on board for anything boys related at this point. This season's yeah. been fucking sick. So, like, I'm yeah, yeah they've they're they've got me lat- latched in for a while now. So, yeah, yeah, spinoff. I'm on board. We'll see if I'm still on board by the time they get the fucker out, though. Like, that's the that's usually the big key these days is like they talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And then, well, three years later when they do it, I'm like, I'm over it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> don't tell me three years ahead of time. Yeah. And speaking of things that who knows if people will still be interested when the spinoffs come out. Apparently, there is an anthology spinoff series in development for The Walking Dead now. <clears throat> And Daryl and Carol will be continuing on that show. So, spoiler alert, they probably survive the end of Walking Dead. Either that or, you know, it could be set sometime in the past. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, they're not killing their two two most popular characters that they're spinning off into a new show. It's probably going to go on for another five years because that dude doesn't seem to want to do anything except for shoot zombies in the face and hang out with his old lady friend. So, good for him, I guess. Like, good times. I don't know who's watching that. Like, who's watching that still? Is people are people still watching that show? I need to. I, I'm a, I'm a season behind on it. Um, but I, I are do you okay? So you, you are you are one of the people who's the problem. Then all right. I yeah, and I've that. I've been watching. I haven't been watching Fear the Walking Dead as much. I think I'm like two seasons behind on that right now. Fair enough. 
I mean, those are probably series that I'll try and burn through uh, maybe this month since it is horror month, as Christy, yeah, would, as like Christy say. would say. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they are definitely two of the most compelling characters to watch for sure. So, you know, if we can get back to the roots of something similar to what we had in those first few seasons, then by all means, I'd be there for that. As long as they should bring Jeffrey Dean Morgan along. I'm going to miss that yeah. Negan character. You know, that's that's about all I got to say on that. Yeah. Was the last time I checked in on The Walking Dead was when he, they brought him aboard. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of nerd rage uh, directed at our next news story this week, which is that uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance got canceled by Netflix after only one season. Uh, and I have heard a lot of good shit about this. I've got a couple of friends that have gotten really fucking into it. It's become one of their main fandoms, even after just like a single season. But I, I have not watched it yet. But I, actually, I knew some people who are working on it, like in the concept side of things. Oh. And yeah, um, so that's a bummer for them. I would never, ever watch this show because <laughs> creepy puppets make me <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> so I don't like that. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, that, I mean, that sucks. It's that Netflix thing, though, right? Like two seasons and out. That's been like the it's been the meme the last like couple weeks. Uh, that joke I mean, and people are catching on to it, right? And like, yeah, starting to, get, starting to get pissed off about it. And I think they're starting to lose uh, lose people because of it. I mean, like, I, I was flipping through Netflix this week, and, like, this is a, a mini tirade, but, like, I, I there's nothing on it that I want to watch anymore, you know? Like, I know. Every, every time I'm looking for a movie on it, I'm like, nope, it's not fucking there. Yeah, every, yeah, that's exactly it. I, I, end up, I end up on, you know, that place that rhymes, rhymes with Spirit Clay or whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck, and go to get the movie that I actually want to watch and do it that way, basically. Or I, I probably already have it on my fucking uh, mad, ridiculous raid array here, yeah. but... Like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, they don't have the series that I want to watch anymore because those Marvel shows are gone. Like, yeah, their original content is just so niche and and yeah, and like all the DC and Star Trek is now on Crave in Canada. So like, that's a lot of like we watch a lot of the DC stuff for yeah. this, and then like I watch all my Star Trek. I mean, I got to watch Lower Decks still this week, but like I watch that shit on there. So like, what <laughs> am I watching on Netflix now? Nothing basically because they fucking canceled Daredevil like idiots. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much over. Sorry. Can, can keep that up. I, I mean, I think that they're, I, I don't think that they've, I, you know, I'm just kind of talking to my ass here, but I'm pretty sure that they're still not making money. Well, no, they've been, that, that's all credit. That whole thing has always been like basically yeah. a house of cards, I think, in terms of like how it's financed and everything. Like, it's great for creatives because people are getting shit made, but it's just like, At, yeah, what fucking cost? Who's watching <laughs> it? Yeah, like, and like, what's it, what's going to happen if Netflix folds? Where does all that shit go at that point? Like, does, does Disney buy all that crap at that point? Like, does Disney yeah. want Sense Eight on yeah. Disney Plus? Probably <laughs> not. You know. Yeah, there was one loss or one major loss to the uh, genre community this uh, week, which was uh, sort of behind the scenes guy Ron Cobb, who was a designer on the Star Wars movies, on Back to the Future, and on the Alien movies, died at the age of eighty-three. You'll know him more for what he has designed, which are. Yes. Things like a bunch of the creatures from the cantina scene in Star Wars, the fucking DeLorean and Back to the Future. Yep. Yeah, the DeLorean's the big one that I, I remember like seeing getting bandied about in my little like concept nerd like circles and stuff. I was like, this guy was like the fucking truth. He was like, 
he designed half of our fucking childhoods that yeah. made all that stuff that Ralph McQuarrie didn't design. He designed this yeah, exactly. guy. So. The, the Nostromo from alien, like yes. uh, all kinds of big stuff. Like he did work on, uh, ET on Conan on yep. the last Starfighter, which is a, uh, you know, personal, like cult favorite of mine, close encounters. So like, like massive, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You, you talk, say about last Starfighter. Kevin Smith was talking about that last week or something like that on one of his streams. Mm hmm. And he was just like, why has somebody not remade that yet? And I oh, guess no. one of the writers just like refuses to let it He's go. Like he it, wants, yeah. yeah, like it's a Zemeckisy kind of deal. Yeah. Or there's one guy who's like, no, I don't want to. I don't. I think I let it let it stand the way it is. And I was like, that's bold. Good for you, I <laughs> yeah. guess. Like for sticking with your guns, but that is a movie that like somebody needs to remake like now. So yeah, it could be amazing on a, yeah. on a real, real nice budget. And even if it wasn't like the original would still stand as, you know, as a, as a cult classic. Yeah. Like we're still going to talk about ghostbusters forever and like completely forget that like three other movies happened afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so like last Starfighter, that one has like a cult following, but man, that's a, like, it's such a gimme of a movie. Like yeah. story wise these days, like just do it already. Oh yeah, absolutely. A really tragic story coming out of the Battlestar Galactica fandom. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, Michael Hogan, who played Colonel Ty on the series, Canadian actor, actually. Yep. Uh, and had, uh, you'd probably know him from a lot of other uh, genre uh, shows as well, because he's just played tons of roles over the year. He's one of those, like, that guy, character actor kind of yeah. dudes. Yeah, Supernatural fans will recognize him a couple times, because he's a uh, Vancouver, like, a West Coast guy. So he's popped up a couple times on... Uh, on that show so yeah he he apparently had a fall uh, about six months ago in like february yeah while attending a con and had a brain bleed and then it put him into the hospital and he's like totally paralyzed on one side of his body now and after like the with the six or eight months or whatever it's been since then his uh, wife has finally come out and like told everybody what's happened and sort of asked him for support and there's a GoFundMe and everything so yeah it's a really sad story you know there and obviously this all happening during covid has meant that like it's really difficult for them to get in and, and see him and he's having like memory issues related to it and you know, like part of the things that can help with that are being able to see your family and friends and shit and yeah. not able to do that as much. And so definitely, um, you know, go, you know, if you, if you have the means, go look at that, uh, go look up that GoFundMe for Michael Hogan, see if you can throw a few bucks that way. Although it seems to be doing pretty well already. So, which is great. See the community helping him out. The Battlestar Galactica community also kind of is obviously tangentially related to the Trek community. And there's yeah. always going to be lots of open hands in those communities to help guys like this out so so say we all yeah man so say we all so we should really like do some Battlestar at some point i know i've been wanting to for a while it's on my list like i i'm I'm still kind of stuck in like a season three limbo of that show right now uh all right that was everything i had did i miss anything mark oh i don't know probably but like (laughs) who am i to say um i mean like yeah the series x is out for pre-order i guess i don't know what else is what's been going on gaming news lately there's always like harassment shit on the front page of kotaku now so i'm just like Ugh. Ugh. just tell me about like hardware stuff i want to know about 3090s not performing up to spec and shit like i don't care about any of this other stuff yeah not really it doesn't look like anything exciting is going on i mean like it, we're we're now just basically in the waiting period between like we have announced playstation and xbox coming like new ones coming and now we gotta wait for them so yeah. And now we get to, and everybody's bitching about pre-orders basically is what is going on in the gaming world. Like every pre-order has gone to shit uh, from what I gather the last two weeks, like big tech 
pieces have yeah, just been like PS5 one last week. Yeah, PS5, Series X happened. The same thing happened this week uh, <laughs> to Microsoft. And then uh, both of the 3000 Series RTX cards have both had massive supply chain issues up and down the board. Uh, so for both the 3080 and the 3090, like, and that 3090 is a $1,500 like prosumer card. Like, it's something I should be buying for like CAD stuff. And these fucking goofs are buying it to play games on. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Fine. Yeah. So. That's about it, really. It's just like nobody can get their shit together and stop these bots from buying everything and then reselling it on eBay, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, with that, we can move on to our next segment, which is Geek of the Week, which is where we each discuss the nerdiest things we've done in the past week or so. So, Mark, what is your Geek of the Week? Mine's like dual prong because like I've watched so much wrestling this week, like just unbelievable amounts of wrestling this week and all like Japanese weird stuff too. So like I did, there's three days of the G1 Climax tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Which I definitely thought was Transformers when he told me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned it. So he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I've been watching G1. And he's like, like Transformers. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> I was like, yeah, tr- like Transformers, like that series you always tell people not to go back and rewatch. Yeah, don't watch. No, 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 no. I was watching <laughs> New Japan stuff. So like they, they're doing their tournament and it's like 16 days. Like we're in the middle of it right now. So like there's really not much to talk about. But like there was three AEW shows also this week. Like they did Dark and then a, a live Dynamite after the Lakers game on Tuesday night for like an hour. And then they did the full Dynamite on Wednesday. And then I watched Ring of Honor also. So I just like so much pro wrestling. And then I found out that the library rents video games. So I went with my dad when I took my dad to the library and rented a bunch of stuff. Um, I finally got Astral Train for uh, Switch without having to pay for it. So I'm playing that nice. right now also. Um, it's pretty good, actually. I wouldn't pay full price for it, but I would definitely have picked it up uh, if I didn't print it from the library for free. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'd pick it up for on sale. So uh, yeah, so just like just too much angry japanese men beating each other up this week it's been a lot of fun like g1's a lot of fun every year but is uh, it in english or are they like well that was the thing right because of covid we had like usually they do they do either or you can listen to the japanese announcers where they do have english guys for the american audience right like okay. the north american audience but like because of covid and stuff they were delayed a couple of days so like the first two days came out or like happened and there was no english announcing so i was like trying to watch the show with like Japanese announcing, which is kind of fun because they get really hyped. Like they start screaming and stuff. Like they're yeah. very into it, but they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so like I know who the wrestlers are, but like it's not the same as like having somebody like kind of walking you through the match with them and stuff. Because I don't yeah. watch New Japan all the time. I just watch you're, like the big pay per views. So. You're missing like half of the kayfabe. Yeah, like half the story. I don't know anything. What's going on, right? Yeah. So finally, they did. They've caught up now. We're like we're we're getting them the same day. It took till the third day. But uh, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was I watched the same show twice. Like I watched the first night twice just to kind of like rewatch it in English <laughs> to catch myself <laughs> up. And I was like, oh yeah, this is way more fun if like you have decent announcers on it. Yeah, and when I know you what can the drama is behind this. Yeah, exactly right. So yeah, no, the that was that's been a little weird. But yeah, I don't know. Just a lot. That's the only thing that's on right now is like old streaming shows are fucking pro wrestling for some reason they're trying to give all their wrestlers COVID-19 I guess (laughs) so they have to shut NXT down this week I guess because there's a huge outbreak in the performance center so yeah absolutely just dumb sloppy shops everywhere so there you go 
My Geek of the Week this week on Tuesday night. Yes, Tuesday night, uh, Alicia and I attended a virtual party for Bilbo and Frodo Baggins' birthday party. So as longtime listeners of the podcast will know, we've got a couple friends that live in Atlanta that put on these massive parties. They're the ones that put on like the huge Star Wars parties and shit like that. I've talked about on the podcast before, you know, because they couldn't do it in person, they hosted it online instead. And so they... Did a, had a whole program where like people could do readings from the books and you know present foods and drinks and stuff that they'd made. And for that reason, I actually have a cocktail that I made for the thing this week that longtime listeners of the podcast will also know that I fucking ages ago used to do like a little mini segment called Geek Tale of the Week, which where I would make drinks and tell everybody what was in them and then drink them while we were recording <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was tim's way of uh boozing himself up to record with us usually uh, yep. early yeah so there's that definitely a, a a minor ulterior motive so i made this uh, drink for it that i called the uh, wood elven draft and i've made another one that i've got like one sip left of right now and it is one and a quarter ounce of gin three quarters of an ounce of calvados which is uh, apple brandy uh, an egg white the juice from a quarter of a lemon a bar spoon of bar sugar, which is like that super fine sugar, and then five drops of bitters. I had some really nice black walnut bitters that I picked up recently put into it. And then you shake it all over ice and strain it into like, you have to shake really vigorously because it's got the egg yolk in it and you want the egg yolk to get like real foamy and light and lighten up the drink kind of thing. And then you strain it into like a coupe glass and you know, an up glass. And it is a very nice sort of apple tart kind of fall drink, boozy fall drink. Nice. Yeah. So they gave me one of their like food awards, quote unquote food awards for that, which was like the what sounded the tastiest, probably because like I just listed off everything that was in it. Then they also had like a costume award and not many people were doing costumes, but like I had our Nazgul costumes from fucking Dragon Con last year, like sitting in my closet, like three feet away from me. So I was like, well, I'll just pull that out. And so I pulled that out and threw it on and I... I won a co- an award for my cosplay as well. And it was there was only like, I don't know, maybe 20 people there at the max or whatever. But it was still just fun to have something to recharge the extrovert batteries and, you know, hang out with some people for a few hours with like like interests. Fair enough. Yeah, this must be killing you, eh? Little social butterfly. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, yeah. especially the part that's really killing me is the lack of like travel. Like, you know, yeah. listeners that have been listening to the podcast for more than six months would know that like I'm fucking always like out of town during the week for work travel and stuff like that. And right now I'm not able to do any of that. So like I haven't really I haven't been on a plane in fuck over six months at this point. And normally I'm on like two or three flights or two or three round trip flights a month. So it's been weird. It's been a big adjustment. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Sound like in heaven, except for like that situation. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't have to to talk to anybody. Fantastic. (laughs) Sign me up. I'm in. (laughs) And I get to wear a mask in public. It's fantastic. (laughs) All right. Well, we can move on to our meat of the episode vegan swamp meat. I was going to say that our title for uh, like the main story of our episode is not particularly appropriate for no. a very, very plant-based. It's like Beyond Meat, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looked like that in some spots. So like yeah. there is that. <laughs> yeah. So we are going back to watch the Swamp Thing series that aired summer 2019. 
on DC Universe initially, but it seems to have been caught up in a lot of, you know, looking back on it from here and, and even when we were talking about it originally, it seems to have gotten caught up in a lot of that like uncertainty surrounding the DC Universe platform. So to give a very brief history of the show, we covered back when the series was first announced, uh, James Wan from the Saw movies was executive producing. So everybody was thinking like, oh, interesting, you know, probably have a pretty, you know, yeah. uh, a, a big horror bend to it. Uh, it was supposed to be 13 episodes originally, but Warner later reduced it to 10 episodes saying some bullshit about the state of North Carolina, like reducing some of their tax credits. And so they're like, whoa, well, we can only afford to make 10 episodes now, not 13. And then, like, somebody else said that DC Universe's future was uncertain. That's why I think, like, looking back, I think this was the first little inkling we got that, like, something was amiss with DC Universe. Well, I mean, like, the fact that it's a DC venture on its first <laughs> shot probably meant that it was probably going to go awry eventually. <laughs> hey, Marvel, but, uh, had, yeah. Marvel had other... I never uh, said they didn't. Not, not a streaming platform, but uh, they, they had another comic platform that just got discontinued earlier this year, too. They did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've been, they pushed into digital a lot sooner than DC did, though, also. So, like, but yeah, I I don't, I'm not trying to completely shit in DC's mouth. It's just that, like, usually when they do something like this, because of their overlords, and it's not even DC, I blame, generally speaking, it's Warner Brothers who just, like, fucks everything up all the time for DC. It's like, it's so baffling to me that, like, you see Disney so respectful of marvel and its properties and how they want to do stuff and then you see warner in dc and it's just the complete opposite of what's going on (laughs) at disney and marvel and you just bash your fucking head off a desk because you're like can i have a batman movie for the love of fucking god already like just they just make a batman movie they just have to had to give robert pattinson covid first yeah like to give him the gravelly voice they almost killed the poor prick just to like make this Batman movie. <laughs> so, Holy so, shit. so that he could get that bail bad voice. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, it, the show finally ended up uh, airing, you know, uh, I think it was episode of time they, they didn't drop it all in one shot um, in May of uh, starting in May, 2019 over the course of a couple of months. And then like a week after the first episode and uh, launch, they announced that it was canceled. Yeah. Like just like a didn't baffling. Even, didn't even baffling. wait until the fucking end of the season. They were just like, nah, this is canceled. So baffling. Don't get too attached. So <laughs> so now this thing like is this weird little fucking like artifact of this time where we thought that we were gonna be getting like a full featured, like ongoing DC streaming service that had original content and then just got caught up in all of this fucking mess. And so and it's been kind of like it's kind of co-opted by the Arrowverse too because they reference it in like the Crisis at one point too. Like they show they do, Swamp yeah. Thing they, in the as, Crisis, as just right? like one of one of the worlds in the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like yeah. this is like they've still referenced it elsewhere even after the cancellation and stuff. It's just bafflingly weird stuff so, that they're doing. I don't know. So tonight we are going to review and, and discuss the weird 10 episode curiosity that is the horror comic book series uh, or yeah, season of Swamp Thing. Um, so Mark, what are what are your feelings on this uh, over top level feelings on this show? Just really uneven, like mm-hmm. horrifically, brutally uneven. Like there's some parts in here that are like really fucking cool and I was on board with and then it all falls apart in the next scene. Just bafflingly, horrifyingly uneven to watch. Like, to the point where some of the goofy weird shit, 
would just like I would have lost focus on the main story and be doing like writing notes or something or like browsing Reddit or whatever. And then something so bafflingly fucking weird would happen or one of the guys would just completely lose track of their accent or whatever that I would my attention would be brought back to the show and I'd be like, what is happening <laughs> on this show? Like, I understand why they canceled it because like, what a fucking weird show to watch. Like, just totally the weirdest show we've probably ever sat through for this podcast. I, yeah, I've got to agree. You know, like, it's just all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my, like, I had a good time overall, I think, watching it how much of that is predicated on those on the two lead females and the sweaters <laughs> that they chose for them i don't know but like whew, yeah it was something it was something <laughs> so yeah my feelings are pretty similar to give our listeners an idea of kind of like how i came down on this to review this week was like hey it's a dc thing it's horror i meant to watch it when it was back back when it was airing but i didn't so let's fucking go back i'd watch like the first episode and a half or something like that and it was around the time Mark and I were trying to decide on what to cover this week. And I was like, Hey, let's do this. And Mark was like, okay, sure. And then yeah. like, I kept, <laughs> I kept, literally that was about as enthusiastic yeah. as I was. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Fine. <laughs> we have a decision. Let's do that. Yeah. And then I like kept watching and, and I was like, Oh, Oh wait, maybe I, maybe this was a bad call. Cause yeah. like it starts off decent. Like the first yeah. episode or two, like has a, uh, you know, has some good shit in it. it. It sort of sets an interesting tone. And then, yeah, it's just the rest of the season is all over the fucking place. Like it, it ends pretty strong too. Yeah. It ends. Okay. It is like, like, but it's, it's trying to mash together Arrowverse style superhero, like super science stuff yeah. and some kind of like weird HBO true blood like southern fried thing dccw drama kind of thing too it none it never matches up and it's never grimy enough to really feel properly like southern gothic at all either like it's so clean looking on top of everything else like this is a show set in a swamp and like they're swimming around in like pool clear water i'm like (laughs) guys throw some fucking dye in there like make it look like something's happening because like yeah i can still see through that water it's a swamp (laughs) like there's a visual expectation here Whew. Anyway, so so Mark, are you going to hate me if I uh, have you give me the general plot of this season of television? No, I'm definitely going to go on Wikipedia and fucking do it that way because like, <laughs> there's no way I'll be able to give you the plot of this. Actually, it's not too too bad because it's basically Abby coming home, right? So the yeah. the main character, it's not even like here's the big thing here. The show is not about Swamp Thing. It's about this <laughs> other Abby person, Abby Arcane, who's like a composite character of a couple different Swamp Thing comic book characters because there's like an arc there's a couple arcanes and there's a couple abbeys and they're not all related to each other and i've only ever like see i'm not super attached to swamp thing i've read the alan yeah, moore book just because yeah like i've read the alan moore book because it's alan moore and you kind of like it's required reading basically especially if you like the kind of comics that i generally like which is like the weird fucking artsy independent nonsense and all that kind of stuff and this is also this is the the home of vertigo like this is how vertigo yeah. started was that swamp thing series so like yeah, I was kind of on board just because like John Constantine was introduced in this run of comics with yeah. Alan Moore. So, so you didn't read or Constantine, the... I should say. <laughs> Back, yeah. Uh, did Back you not then. read the the Jeff Lemire version of Swamp Thing from like the mid two thousands or the, the last one I remember was Brian K. Vaughn was the last one I looked at, which might have been New Fifty Two or somewhere around there. No, that oh, was Scott I... Snyder, I think. I don't know. There was a Brian K. Vaughn one too that I I looked at and like I read a couple issues of, and I just was like cool but we're just rehashing swamp thing without the weird like so like this show really goes down the alan moore 
road where like it's plant matter that has taken on his consciousness and all that kind of stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. like they seem to keep retconning it back to, Oh no, it's actually like him who was turned into a plant man, blah, blah, blah. Like that's kind of the modern take on it again. Like that's what the Brian K Vaughn was. And I think that's what's in continuity right now that Scott Snyder launched launched around yeah. 52 or whatever. Yeah. So the, the current version was kind of introduced in 2004 and uh, Andy Diggle started out writing that series and then a couple other guys took it over and then it got brought back in Brightest Day. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that was when the, the Swamp Thing book took over and then spun a lot out of the stuff that was happening in that Jeff Lemire Animal Man book. Yes. The, the whole concept of there being, you know, we'd already known that there was like the green, this like life force that permeates all the plant matter in the world or even in the universe. And then Animal Man had his version, which was the red. And then there was the rot, which was like the decay and stuff, which Anton Arcane in the comics, Abby's father, yes. that was sort of the avatar of and then there was also like a gray which was fucking like fungal life and shit like that and so that was a really cool run and that's what i'm the most familiar with because i didn't start i didn't read that brian cave on i hadn't read anything i've read like a few issues of the alan moore stuff and i have the whole fucking series but it's another one of those ones that um, I think it, I think that one's still in my parents' basement, and I need to. Yeah, I mean, a, that's an old, old book. Some yeah, of those issues are worth something if you have the individuals. Yeah, it's an eighty-two start yeah. uh, for the Alan Moore series. Yeah. So, but like this show, so Abby Arcane is a CDC doctor in this version of Swamp Thing. Um, this is Earth nineteen, apparently. Also, I did not know. I didn't. That yeah. must have been brought up in the Flash or some horseshit that I don't watch anymore because whatever. <laughs> so she returns to her home of Murray. What? How do they pronounce it? Murray. Marius? Murray, Murray, Louisiana, because people are dying of some weird plant-based pathogen or whatever. So she she gets called back home or she kind of volunteers to go back home and check in on like, because she's got this tragic backstory where her friend, they don't really tell you till a little bit later on, but like her friend jumped off a bridge and disappeared into the water and like everybody blamed her for it, even though her friend jumped in the fucking water and they show you later that she pushed her. But like, then there's a whole other fucking thing that happened and like, yeah. blah, 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 it's not blah. actually your fault. Yeah, not actually her fault, but she feels all the guilt. So she goes home and everybody's all shitty to her. Like that, uh, Virginia Madsen's character. Uh, Maria. Maria Sunderland. Yeah, Maria Sunderland. She uh, is like a raging bitch when uh, Abby shirt, like turns back into town. I was like, wow. Which I mean... It's Virginia Madsen. What the fuck else? Yeah, do you expect? I mean, I was I was totally expecting her to like have like the total like insane soap opera like bitch attack scene. Yeah. But like, I wasn't expecting it to be like five seconds after we introduced <laughs> to the character where she just like cut. I'm like, I'm never going to have any sympathy for this character at all for the rest of the season now. And I didn't. So when they put her away or like she's getting like like her husband has manipulated the judge to put her into fucking jail. This show is the most melodramatic piece of horse shit i've ever seen <laughs> i swear to god when she goes gets put in, in parts, the jail yes. yeah, yeah like that i mean oh man the sunderland <laughs> stuff it's fucking like it's just the worst full american gothic nonsense i've ever heard and his fucking accent what is he doing that was the guy who a- avery yes yeah, he's a- slipping avery into sunderland. jersey he's slipping into chicago he's slipping into fucking texas oh like, he's another dude. one of those like character actors where he's just in fucking everything like yeah you recognize him like, and you're like you can't place him but you know he's been in like 30 fucking things that you've seen 
either way. Yeah. So yeah, so like we were introduced to these two characters, and like I, that it's her daughter that she like that, that disappeared or whatever, and so like they could, we're kind of raising her as their daughter, I think is implied or something like that. They mentioned like yeah, her, yeah, her parents uh, had died, Abby's parents had died, and so the Sunderlands had taken her in because their sister or their daughter, I should say, is was friends with Abby. Yeah. The daughter's name was Shauna, I think. Sure. Oh lord, this show really fucking broke me, man. This is a, this is a rough one. <laughs> So that whole thing's going on, but like he's a big muckety muck in town and like he's doing all kinds of backhanded deals to dump shit in the swamp because they use the swamp to research like miracle cures and like fast growing woods and all kinds of horse shit that they, they're doing in this fancy little DC town because it's a it's DC supernatural town. So of course, like, you know, ghosts and shit are all over the place and they're trying to profit off of it because magical swamp. That's the best fucking idea ever. That never goes like horribly wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. Is like when you start fucking with the magic around you to like make money off of it. Ghosts yeah. love that kind of Great shit. Idea. They're not going to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he's doing all this stuff and he's hired the Floronic Man, which I completely forgot, like was introduced in Swamp Thing or was like reintroduced in Swamp Thing this way. Yeah. Jason Woodrow character who like that actor is in legit everything and his name escapes me every time like he's in a million things i'm gonna look him up so we can talk about him eventually because he's pretty good but like yeah he's in everything kevin Kevin durand yes kevin durand who's like i will have to list his lost he's he's canadian he's from thunder bay yes yeah he's a canadian guy that's why i want to talk about him because he's a canadian guy so but his wife has alzheimer's and he wants to use all this research to cure her and also become pharaonic man i guess is part of his wackiness he's real creepy also the entire time also like 900 feet tall did you notice how tall he was compared to everybody that was weird casting for me for sure like he he he's looming over everybody and and he's trying to play like this meek fucking like yeah he's trying to play jonathan crane but he's like nine (laughs) feet tall he's trying to play this meek you know professor researcher scientist character like super introvert and he's this fucking huge ass looming dude yeah he's like gangly frankenstein looking motherfucker it's so strange weird casting yeah absolutely like he was good though like he was good his performance was fine. Yeah, just his, his physical presence was yeah. fucked. Yeah, so weird. It was just very strange. There was yeah. a lot of that in this show, though, because everybody's like, Swamp thinks this huge hulking creature. I'm like, he's like six foot three. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's not that fucking big. And also, like, I mean, this is a, a kind of a gripe, like an effects gripe more than anything. He also does is punch people. Like, he's got all these plant powers. Horse shit. CG some plant powers. Yeah. Well, for most of the season, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's the other thing is, is like, you know, he like has all these fucking crazy plant powers in the beginning of the season and the end of the season. But in the middle of the season, he's just like, I'm a big, strong plant man and this I throw is, dudes. And this is why like a show like a Superman or a Supergirl live action show. I'm like, oh, because yeah. that's what you get, right? You're like two good sequences where they're like, oh, that looks like they have their real powers. And yeah. then the next sequence is fucking supergirl walking down the street with martian manhunter like getting like frappuccinos or some shit i'm like shouldn't they be flying to get frappuccinos what is this pedestrian superhero horseshit it's just like like spider-man mark spider-man is a street level hero but supergirl is not (laughs) (laughs) fuck anyway My neighbor, like I, my parents' neighbors, are freaking out. Like, why is that guy swearing and yelling about Supergirl so much? <laughs> what is happening over there? Anyway, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're, I lost the plot like a million miles ago. Like we we're talking about. That's okay. The show did too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a couple. <laughs> yes, it did. And there's like, it's, this is the worst case of Netflix disease I've ever seen. 
we're like the middle of the season. You're just yeah. like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like we've th- we've these are the same fucking episodes the last episode. Like <laughs> this is the same Another shit. Creature of the week. <laughs> Yeah, just something like some other thing popped out of the fucking swamp, and swamp man's gonna swamp thing's gonna go touch it, <laughs> <Swamp> and <man. laughs> whatever. I don't know. Swamp thing's gonna go touch it and make friends with it or absorb it or whatever, and then like have a minute where he's tripped up emotionally, and then we're gonna go back to normal. And they're him and Abby are gonna go decide whether or not they want to fuck, which means they got to bring Constantine in to fuck, because that's how that happened. Also in the comics, that was a weird. Oh yeah. A weird yeah. time in Swamp Thing history where they <laughs> used John Constantine's body to get pregnant. Yeah, to fuck Abby Arcane. Yeah, John never got over that, by the way. He still <laughs> talks about it in the comics now. So yeah, how weird it was to have have Swamp Thing possess inside him, him yeah. and use him sexually. It was it yeah. <laughs> yep. Cause he describes the whole thing. He was completely aware. Just weird shit. You know what I mean? Vertigo. Just I love yeah. it, but whew. anyway, plot. What were we talking about? So like Oh man, like this, like yeah, because he gets turned into Swamp Thing, or Swamp Thing becomes him, or whatever the fuck. Because we're following around Alec. Oh man, I just forgot his name. Holland. Uh, yeah, Alec Holland, who's technically the second Swamp Thing. There was a Swamp Thing before him, but yeah. we're doing we're doing this version, the Alec In Holland the version. Yeah. yeah. So he meets Abby because he's some like freelance scientist, I guess. Yeah, he's that just, Avery like, had hired. Or yes, one of the guys right. that Avery had hired. Yeah, Avery had hired to do like research on the swamp, and he kind of like they fired him because he was asking too many actual questions, and you know he's still around digging around. Obviously, him and Abby have like that five seconds of meeting, and are clearly fucking destined and in love to be <laughs> together because it's a comic book TV show. Ugh. I just I didn't buy that the whole bit where she's like kind of like no. I think I still have feelings for him as a swamp monster. I'm like, no, dude, you met 13 seconds ago. Like, you don't have feelings for that. You had fucking, two drinks together and like yeah. bonded over the fact that you're both scientists pretty much. Yeah. And like outcasts. Like he's a walking pile of compost now. Like you're, <laughs> you're not going to bone him unless he gets Matt Ryan on the show and they do it that way, which <laughs> would be weird oh. for TV. Like I was weird for comics. I don't know if they'd be able to pull that off in TV. So I don't know. Rated R maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, we're not getting a season two of this, so we're never fucking finding out anyway. So unless this shit guests on a new Constantine show, which has also been canceled and we're never getting any more of, he's just on Legends of Tomorrow and stuck. So yeah. either way, what are we doing? What are we talking about? They go start investigating the, the swamp and like what's going on and like because the, the infection comes from the swamp and they go out there together and he gets shot twice with a shotgun and dies. And at that point, you're supposed to think that he gets absorbed by the swamp and become swamp thing. But really what happens is a bunch of plant matter absorb his brain and starts to think that it's Hmm. yeah. Absorbs his consciousness and decides that or starts to think that he was, is Alec Holland. He's a plant that thinks he's a man, which is, I actually appreciated that they pulled the trigger on that. Well, they went the Alan Moore route because I was worried yeah. they were going to go like kind of wuss out and do the like, oh, we're just going to be like, oh, yeah, he's still like the tortured, actually the thing, human kind of guy who just yeah, wants he, to be normal again. He could be transformed back or whatever is like, yeah, no, he's fucking like now he's like part, you know, mostly monster, maybe a little bit man. He is walking moss. It's yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? So like, fine, cool. So all this shit happens where like the old man, the Sunderland patriarch dude is shitty to abby's best friend's dad and because he's got all this pull in the town but she's a reporter whose name i can't remember now we have everything written uh, down maria oh no that's the actress's name uh liz tremaine is the yes actress, the character's name 
Yes, Liz Tremaine. So she goes and is investigating him now because she works for a weekly newspaper in town and apparently wants to get shot in the face by Louisiana gangsters or something like that. Like that's her life's ambition. So that's what she's doing. And then there's a whole subplot about like the mother, like Sunderland mother and a ghost of their daughter coming back, which was the weirdest fucking episode I've ever seen. It sounded like it watched like an episode of Ghost Whisperer starring Jennifer Love Hewitt without the cleavage (laughs) or like X-Files. Yes. So, I mean, I would have taken an X-Files episode at that point, you know, like if Mulder and Scully had shown up, I'd be like, oh, thank God, this is going to start making sense now. (laughs) All right, good. And then I'm trying to think if there's any other subplots. Oh, and some dude from 90210 is the Blue Devil. And like... (laughs) I like that. I liked. I liked washed up actor playing washed up stuntman. <laughs> man. That worked for good, me. actually. Yeah, like Ian Ziering, whose like character on Nine Hundred Two One Zero, I can't even remember the name of, no, is how like either. unmemorable that guy was to me on Nine Hundred Two One Zero. When I saw him, I was like, "Oh, this is a joke, right?" And then it's like, it totally is. Yeah, and he's actually not bad he's in this fine. role, but they don't fucking pay it off like at all. They don't do anything at all with him except for like make it a joke, right? Yeah, yeah. and like. That's another one of those these like weird like what are we doing with this show kind of like why is this character in here like what is the point of this whole subplot where like oh, yeah. is he does he have the hots for the friend no they're just buddies I guess why does he not look at her but like either way yeah it's just really baffling horseshit with that character where like you get to meet him for like ten minutes an episode he complains about getting lit on fire lives in a world where there's all this magic happening it doesn't put the two and two together like oh maybe I have superpowers. Like everybody else seems to. Because he made a deal with the the chubby phantom stranger. And like he specifically made a deal with like budget Crowley from Supernatural. (laughs) And like that was that was another there's just so much weird casting. That guy was like, but he was like shitty Mark Shepard, that guy. I was (laughs) like, why did you not just fucking hire Mark Shepard? And the answer for that is because Doom Patrol already has him playing not Constantine on their show. But (laughs) even then, why not just get fucking Mark Shepard to play the same character on this show? And don't do all this other fucking horse shit. Well, it's it's a weird pull too, because like Phantom Stranger is notoriously like very much a non-interferency kind of character. Yeah, and it was, that was a weird pull also. So and like, in the comics, it's it's very much Blue Devil is. I, I think he makes a deal with straight up a demon. I yeah. think it might be Neron or Neron, however you want to say that. But yeah, like a or or maybe Trigon or somebody like that, like a, a legit like fucking demon from hell, not just this random dude that. Yeah, not not the Phantom Stranger. Yeah. So that that was weird casting to me. And like that whole that whole bit felt like you could have taken it out and cut two episodes of this fucking series out and it would have been a whole lot better. Like just more cohesive overall. It was weirdly paced again. Like it was the sort of thing that that you drop in the middle of the season, not in the two part finale kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. If you want that character to come in proper then and how you know, one they I agree it was kind of disjointed, like they needed to integrate him a little bit better. Yeah. And two, yeah, don't wait until fucking uh, episode nine out of a 10 episode season to give us like a very brief glimpse of dude yeah, in all his glory. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that was one of those things where like they knew it was come, like they had yeah. to get it out basically. So like they yeah, tacked that in there. So we at least together. saw like that. So like there was definitely that. Okay, so now like plot plot. What is we've kind of set all the stage. I think that's all the characters have been introduced now. Oh, there's also the the, the sheriff played by Jennifer Beals. 
Oh Jesus, that was the most extraneous fucking part of the whole goddamn thing. Which is like the it was the most CW like drama CW yep. like it felt like a part of the OC or something like that. Where there was a love triangle and a fucking love child and yeah, and like just really creepy. Like she looks like she's like maybe thirty six and she's that guy's mom. And I'm like that doesn't work. How's that fucking work? <laughs> and then like she's boning the old dude. And I'm like wait, what what is happening in this show? Oh, <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a swamp. It's Louisiana. Yeah, it's this. It's I guess I was just like, this is a Louisiana thing, right? This is like the Anne Rice thing, where everybody's just like sleeping with cousins and shit. Like I don't. Yeah, and 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 immortals that look like they're twelve, but are really three hundred and seven. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which I mean, you would think I'd be used to it with all the Anne Rice crap I've read, but like, (laughs) at least that's like properly plotted and makes fucking sense by the end of it. I mean, like the early shit did the new stuff. Fucking, he's king of Atlantis now, or whatever. I don't know. Um, (laughs) What. Yeah, you got the. Well, there's there's literally no way for me to frame a, a story of Lestat episode for you because uh, you'd have to read 28 books. So, like, this is never happening. But, like, yeah, he's like. <laughs> we need to do, like, a drunk history episode where, like, each of us picks something we know the other one is never going to, like, watch yeah. or read or something like that. And, and Liz, like, all right, here, <laughs> here's what happens. So you never have to read it. <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible fucking idea, but I love it. Like, I, we, like we just get really stoned, and like I tell you, like the story of Lestat from beginning to end as best I can in my current state, and then you tell me. I'm trying to think of something like that that like, like you've Firestorm done. Firestorm or some shit. Yeah, like absolutely. You tell me like the first hundred issues of Firestorm or something like that, and then we both have to sit there and not fall asleep while the other one's talking. Also, you know what I mean? Like that's the big challenge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, tangenting because this show is terrible. So we were talking about things that are fun that we want to do on the podcast as opposed to talk about this again. Awesome. So okay. Basically, what happens is that they decide they need to capture Swamp Thing so they can use his guts to cure the world of all its ills which obviously is going to work because they've hired crazy man floronic man jason woodrew to do their sciencey stuff for them which, which they never name him i don't even think they fucking name swamp thing no they didn't say swamp well i mean he's the title of the show so i just yeah. assume we're calling him swamp thing but, but like, they, ne- I, they never fucking name him swamp thing in the show no and i'm not and i'm just calling the other guy floronic man because it's easier for me to remember yeah. than jason woodrew amongst 500 other names that i don't remember anymore aside <laughs> from abby anyway <laughs> so yeah so yeah that goes back and forth and then they introduce that other dude who's like avery's business partner the black guy in the last couple episodes and i'm like where did he come from <laughs> this is like this random addition he's his money connection and i was like why the, did we do this the cadre no it's the not the cabal cadre yeah was there a subplot they were trying to introduce in an episode it's some some like secret society or something oh. like that right like yeah <laughs> This is one of those shows where I'm just like, if you'd given the supernatural writers like 10 minutes, they could have cleaned this up for you. Cause like yeah. they do this kind of crap really well. You know what I mean? Like just weird, loosely tied together horse shit where you just have the Winchesters come in and kill a bunch of stuff. Like that's what those guys do. Just hire them to do this. Cause like whoever wrote this obviously did not like put it together in a way that was like watchable for the most part. I mean, it was watchable. It was fine. It's just, very like it's just so zany like as disjointed as this episode is right now is as disjointed as yeah. swamp thing was <laughs> yeah we're doing this on purpose folks to give you yeah. a real feeling of the of <laughs> this the, is the, the vertigo feeling. that yeah, yeah. yeah like me whipping around between being like i fucking hate this and then i'm rambling about something ridiculous that happened on it that i probably kind of enjoyed watching like people getting eviscerated by plants and stuff like it was all yeah. mortal Kombat nonsense right and that's what yeah. it felt like it was just like mortal Kombat nonsense like it was just the gore was fine. 
you know, like the effects work was fine, blah, 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 like all that stuff. But even that was hit or miss, but yes. All right. So either way, so like, what is the actual story? No, I'm trying to, I want to get to the end. Cause like what happens <laughs> in this story? So like they do a dissection on swamp thing and Abby and her friend rescue him eventually. And he reforms. And then like, there's never really any action, right? Like, well, there's the, that whole, like the fucking the most action seems to happen in, in, yes, the, in the, the swamp. The hunting. Yeah, wh- before they capture him and like fr- they freeze him, and that's how they are able to yeah. capture him to do the dissection or whatever. Which is cool because like he like mutilates like three hundred of them before that. Yeah, happens. Jake Busey gets his fucking jaw ripped off with the yeah. vine, and that was pretty badass. That was one of my yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, there's all this plot that happens, and it's more with like the Avery character and like the Jennifer Beals character, like the sheriff character, where like he ends up fucking telling the son that like, he's the father. And then he gets, he stabs the kid and like, then the kid goes off, starts drinking and gets in an accident, which apparently is probably plot that's supposed to fucking pay off in season two that we're just never going to find out about. And like, I don't care about anyway. There's so much stuff that was just left dangling. Yeah. And then like, and like the mom kind of gets committed and then I don't know what the hell, how, where that paid off at the end. And then, so what happened with basically Swamp Thing escapes and the Floronic man has his organs and is feeding them to his wife, which Abby tries to stop. But he doesn't end up feeding them to his wife, though. He eats them himself. He eats one himself, and that's how he becomes the Floronic man. And like that was a tag on, obviously, right? Like where they sent and killed the cop's son into the police station. And I think yeah, they showed the mom dead in there, scene and... right? Like was the, was that the mom on the floor mm, dead? I don't think. I can't remember. So. Either way, a cop. <laughs> Yeah, there's a co- a dead cop, and then like he turns around and sees fucking Jason Woodrow in his full. He kind of looked like the Abomination. Didn't really look like Floronic Man to me, but that's fine, I guess. Like, because he can't really do Floronic well, Man again, properly. Like, Floronic Man is supposed to be like a like a spindly little like mm-hmm. version of Swamp Thing kind of thing, and and like you're not going to get that from Kevin Durant, whatever the dude's name is. That's fucking like six three or some shit. Yeah, exactly. So like he they they make him up to look like basically the abomination from incredible Hulk or equally as nondescript and generic either way. Yeah. In terms of a creature design, actually it kind of reminded me of the demon. Remember the beast in season four of angel? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of what it looked like. Like when he was standing there, I was like, Oh yeah, it's kind of like the same head as the beast. Good. All right. Fair. I yeah. mean, steal, steal from the best. If you're going to steal that kind of stuff, <laughs> I guess that was a good character design. So, yeah. All right. There you go. There's the plot. <laughs> yeah, and then it, like it kind of ends with like uh, Abby. She's I guess she's gonna stick around. Like she's left her job at the CDC, which is like they completely forget that she works for the CDC within three seconds of the fucking start of the show. Like <laughs> she goes back a couple times. Yeah, they get yelled at for hanging out in the swamp. Like <laughs> she goes back to hang out with Tuvok at one point, yes. and then she gets Tim Russ, Tim Russ has a nice from, cameo. from Star Trek Voyager, and then she goes yeah. back another time to hang out with uh, Adrian Barbeau from the Swamp Thing, like eighties yes, movie. The Swamp Thing eighties movie. I was gonna ask if you'd seen any of like the other shows or movies before that. Like I've seen the movie, like that Adrian Barbeau movie. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, it's fucking. It's worse awful. than this, and that's yeah. oh. the same thing. No, you want to know why it's better than this? It's only fucking like an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. This is 10 yeah. hours long. These were long episodes, too. Like, some of these really, like... Some of them like, got up to, like, an hour, and some of them yeah. were on, like, the normal TV, like, 42 yeah. minute kind of mark. Every time I looked, it was, like, 59 minutes. Ugh, all right. Yeah, because the CW got the uh, rights to this mm-hmm. for, for rebroadcasting, and they're actually going to start broadcasting it a couple weeks from now. So... 
if you want to watch this thing after Mark and I <laughs> done with it, it. Yeah, yeah, then you can start watching it on uh, CW. I think on October six is what I saw. Is that the only place you can watch it right now? Because like I couldn't find it anywhere else in Canada uh, to watch. Like it's not on Crave, and it I wasn't on like Netflix up here. It's not on Amazon Prime. I'm like I'm running out of streaming services that are legit at that point, and I'm like uh, looking for alternative sources, basically. So, which is what yeah, I did. I'm not so. Sure, I, th- I I don't know if anybody has it to stream right now, or if they've just sure. given it to put on network TV for the fucking 18 people that still watch that. Oh, yeah, I guess uh, the only um, reason I watch network TV is because they put wrestling on it occasionally, and even then. It's like Fox fucking sports or some horse shit to watch SmackDown on Fridays. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's basically, like, it's, it is a mess. So, like, we can talk about some stuff, I guess. What, like, did you like shit in here? Like, what did yeah, you like? Yeah, the, there was stuff I liked. Like, when it does lean into the horror vibe, it does it yes. pretty well. It, that's when it's, it's at its best for me. Like, when it does hit that, like, southern swamp gothic kind of tone, I'm there for it. Yeah, it's got I, I like the production design in the swamp for the most part, like when they do go all out and like blow the budget, like plants growing through bodies and like through the fucking boat and shit like that. It does well. It just felt everything felt too clean to me, like in terms of the production design. Like I, and maybe it's just like I want that Southern Gothic to really have that like everything looks washed out and like gray mm-hmm. and kind of like, you know, Louisiana swamp land look well, yeah and it's not really that anymore in real life but like i wanted it to be grungier i guess overall like everybody looked really clean everybody's driving fancy fucking shiny cars like yeah. they got their like slick new cell phones she's wandering in and out of the water all the time never has a speck of mud on her you know what i mean like they're in the water constantly and like she gets out and she's like completely pristinely clean just soaking <laughs> wet yeah which like i'm fine with but like at the same time like put some mud on her too so it looks like she was in a swamp yeah, because, like, fair. they never really look dirty or disheveled or anything, even though they're basically out in, like, the hottest, most humid environment in the world. And, like, they should be getting mosquito bit and all this other horse shit. They never reference any of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this it doesn't feel like they're really there. It feels like yeah. they're on a set all the time except they did actually film all this shit like on location like they filmed a lot of, when, i don't know February? how much of it well no in uh because they filmed it in delaware or in uh not uh, delaware, it was north in, carolina in, in north, wilmington uh north carolina um, yeah. that's where i got mixed up it was fucking wilmington, wilmington delaware and so like they were doing that because they had like actual swamps that they could do at least some of the filming and i'm sure a bunch of it was done on sound stages and shit too but there was something about like the part of the reason why the show got canceled also was it was a ridiculously expensive show to produce in terms of like all makeup effects and and doing location shots. No, it wasn't a location shot. They had built a giant swamp set that uh, was like going to be standing in North Carolina for them to shoot in. That's why those all look like basically just pools that with no lights on them is because it was a set they had built, from what I understand anyway. And it was just this huge, expansive, really expensive set because like it's a bunch of standing water which is an expensive fucking thing to keep around you know what i mean like maintain your infrastructure and shit so i guess it was just like a mess and yeah but i don't know everything just looked too clean for me but like that's just me bitching about production designs on a show that nobody cared about obviously (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like obviously somebody cared because like the design was good like the swamp thing looked good the creature design's pretty good it's a little too like glossy looking like i wanted to look a little bit it looks grosser. good in low light, but like yeah. the minute you got it under like a normal light situation, you could like fucking straight up tell like, yeah, yeah. that's a fucking rubber suit. Like that's a yeah. latex suit. Yeah. It's a lot of airbrushing on that suit. So. Yeah, exactly. Like 
when they enhanced it here and there with like CGI, like I'm thinking of that scene, I think in the second episode where the muck monster comes out of the swamp and starts like clawing at its skull and pulling pieces of its head away. Yeah. Like that was at that point, I was like, if this is what they're going to do the whole season, like I'm here yes. for it. Like, yeah, give me absolutely. More of that kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously they blew their fucking budget. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they clearly had a few like hero CGI shots, but then were mostly relying on practical and the practical failed dodgy Dodgy. more often than not i'm so like up in the air about like this whole thing whether i would have rather they had spent this money and just made like a two-hour movie condensed just gotten rid of like all the fucking horseshit extra like ian zeering plots and all this other crap and just like told like a decent two-hour swamp thing movie and really blown their fucking wad on special effects yeah and that might have been a better deal than doing this like 10 episode mess where they didn't really seem to want to commit to anything yeah. the entire time, you know? Yeah. Cause like, it just really looked like the effects budget was stretched super thin in some of those yeah. middle episodes. Um, mm-hmm. they were just like, we, we can't do very much. So, you know, here we're going to do, we're going to do a lot of like implied shit kind of thing where it's like happens off frame or whatever. And which is fine. But like, I don't know, like don't do 10 episodes where your fucking budget's <laughs> so stretched then I guess, you know, like do, Especially when you're repeating the same fucking plot of the like middle yeah. five episodes are like, oh, something crawled out of the fucking muck. And now we got to go deal with it. It's the same plot over and over again. And then think about this as well. Like it was canceled so soon after it started airing. Like the way that these shows work is that, you know, they're only canning episodes or like, you know, finishing up episodes like a couple of weeks before they air. So, yeah. you know, they probably fucking like just slash the post budget on this fucking yeah. show at the last minute. So they probably had a bunch of shots in the can where they're like, okay, and we can add this and this and this in post. And then yeah. Warner said, fuck, no, you can't. And yeah. then this was what we're fucking left with. So that's why I'm yeah. saying. This is such a weird curiosity of a show to think about in that context. It is. Yeah. Of, yeah. In terms of like, you know, this is, it's hard to know what the vision was compared to what we actually got. Yeah. I feel like those first two episodes give you a pretty good indication yeah. of which direction they wanted to go. Yeah. And like, I feel like if they had done that, if they had been able to do that for the, the sustained God, I don't even know if I could have sat through 13 episodes of that though. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's like, just a lot regardless, but even if they had done like a solid six episodes of that with a, like not stretch the budget so thin, that's what I kind of thought about this show afterwards. Well, they sh- this would have probably benefited greatly from like a Sherlocky treatment where you do like three 90 minute movies yeah. over the course of a year or something like that. And like do the first, two episodes kind of in the first movie and then like kind of do another, like, like maybe introduce one of his other villains for this, the second episode. And then like go back to the main plot and deal with Floronic man, and the, like, and all the swamp thingy Alan Moore stuff you want to do in the third one. But like, whew, like at 10 episodes, this is like both yeah. breathless and exhaustingly boring all at the same time. So, and maybe if we, maybe we would have got a very different edit if the, mm-hmm. the series hadn't been, been like undercut by all the executive decisions, right? Like th- maybe there was all kinds of like effects heavy shit that got left on the editing floor. And instead they were like, well, we got to fucking fill these 10 episodes. So let's throw in all this fucking like boring love triangle bullshit instead. Yeah. Or I'll just like lean into the comic book. Like this is the weird, he's not really Alec whatever anymore. He's really just a plant that thinks he is. And like, that's, stuff they may have added just to kind of like pad their fucking whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. Just yeah. it was just extra and, plot to pad their stuff out or yeah. they just leaned on the Sunderlands to just fucking drama and just suck. Like just <laughs> everything they did was terrible and it was yeah. annoying to watch the whole fucking time. And on top of that, the worst sin predictable. 
Like I knew everything that was going to happen in their, like our, we're an older couple who lost a daughter and now it's being brought back up. So we're going to fall apart. And like, he's like, how many times have we seen that? And like, how, and it's like, he's King shit in town because of her money. It's like, Oh my God, all these tropes, like just piled on top of each (laughs) other. And I know exactly how this whole thing's going to play out. The only thing I didn't call was the ghost daughter for some fucking reason. I didn't call the ghost daughter. But like, other than that, I was like, I got everything completely right. Her, she, I'm like, he's gonna commit her, and like the whole thing is gonna suck. And then she's gonna talk to the sheriff, and they're gonna see eye to eye and agree to kill him. But like, they're both gonna die too. Like everybody's dying. Everything ends up like shit, and that's exactly what happened. It's just, <laughs> yeah. And I knew all that in episode two, and I had to sit through eight more episodes of it. Like I had to watch it all unfold slowly. Like yeah. I, I kept fucking tuning out during all that that Sunderland mm-hmm. drama shit as well. And like that was the thing it was like the whole pacing of this season just felt fucked up. Like they definitely like blew their load in the first couple episodes, like two or three episodes in terms of story and effects. Then they had like episodes that were just all over the fucking place, like about four episodes. And they tried to like cram way too much into those last two episodes to close out yeah. the fucking season. I am curious about like what would have got cut out. Like would have this have actually been a Swamp Thing show then? Because like it's not now. It's very much Abby Arcane and her collection of tight sweaters. Yeah. The show like now. But like maybe if they hadn't slashed the budget, there would have been more Swamp Thing shit, yeah. I guess. Because like I'm curious about, about that character, right? Like I like the Swamp Thing character, even if I not like I'm not reading the comics constantly. And I'm like, that's why I'm watching the show. And to have him basically be like a guest star in his own show, like this felt more like the GCPD version of Swamp Thing, where like you see Batman off in the distance every once in a while, yeah. and they talk about him a lot, but like he's never fucking around except for like in the season <laughs> finale basically yeah so it felt like they were holding back like with all that sort of stuff like there was so much shit that that they sort of teased that just ended up yeah. getting left on the table and i think a lot of that is stuff that could have helped to grab people in more and like some of that is like all that sort of like, they touch very loosely on like all the cool shit that like comes from that uh scott snyder run like the parliament of trees and and little bits and pieces uh and like i think it would have been so cool to see those other elements and and their avatars and shit come in here in bits and pieces and like we didn't even see the parliament of trees which is like ancient fucking swamp thing history at this point it's been around for ages you know it's like the governing body of the spirits of the green kind of thing yeah I'm sure that's probably like a season two thing they would have wanted to get to. Like that's deep cuts. Like you don't want to throw the, you don't want to throw the rubes in there into that deep shit that early. But in the series like this, that's so risky to begin with. You've really got to almost blow your load in the first season just to ensure that you get a second. Yeah, basically. I mean, like, I don't know. There were so many cool things like the Madame Xanadu character who wanders in and out as a plot device, basically, who's like magic. This is probably racist to say, but like magic Negro TV tropes character. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like that's like she basically wanders in to give Ian Ziering shit to do. Like that's yeah. like the whole fucking point of her character is to show up and be spooky. She helps like resurrect the ghost daughter too, right? Oh right. Oh yes. So she's yeah. also involved in like a horrible like subplot that like <laughs> eats a whole episode and is just horribly fucking paced. Anyway, yeah. So and, like, like it, it's just messy. It's just messy. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. hard to talk about it and not just be like, wow what a missed opportunity this would be like, how cool would it have been to get like a nice, good cohesive, big budget swamp thing story where they delve into the metaphysics of the character and like all this Alan Murray shit that you can do. That's like 
not just superhero Arrowverse schlock with some horror kind of loosely fucking pasted on top of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's really weird. And, like, the horror stuff's the best part of the fucking show, and it feels like it's tacked on most of the time. Like, it doesn't feel like a horror show until they start doing spooky shit. I think that's maybe my biggest problem with the show, is that, like, you would think, like, a horror show should lean into its premise the whole time right like it should always feel oppressive or spooky or something like even supernatural they're always dealing with like there's always some weird supernatural thing happening right like that's the name of the fucking show (laughs) so like but like it's always creepy there's always something spooky going on they're always going into some deep dark fucking whatever not into some lightly brightly lit church or brightly lit office building that they obviously just rented for the day to shoot in or whatever (laughs) like it's craziness like lean into your fucking topic like it's supposed to be dark gross southern gothic horror yeah. do that and they just didn't and that's yeah. problematic overall <laughs> yeah like I, I agree for sure like when it does lean into that side of thing it was i i was totally there for it. like it reminded me at times of of shows like american gothic way back yeah. in like the 90s or yep. uh, more recently like early 2000s like carnivale what it kept popping in my head as i was watching it was true blood i think was that the, the one with anna paquin I, Alicia's watched that. I haven't. Yeah, I've seen like I saw the first season of it. it's vampire, so I was totally. I mean, at least watched it's the set first in a swamp in Louisiana. But yes. so I can definitely see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's supernatural stuff because of vampires and shit. So like that was immediately where my brain went. And that show, and I think I kind of wanted some of the grit from that show because that show is really like grungy feeling, right? Like yeah. from beginning to end, like everything looks nasty and stuff. It's it's very well designed to have that like dirty southern gothic feeling and everything yes like yeah. every like they're out when they're out in the swamp they get dirty and shit like that they fuck in the lawn they have mud on their face like that kind of stuff that's all that show is it's just every beautiful people pretending to be vampires having sex like that's all that show was apparently. whereas when they're filming this in like wilmington north carolina that's like upper class southern kind of fucking city yeah exactly right so like they're yeah they're they're rent, they're renting an office block and it's just like completely even neon lights the whole way and it looks pristine and beautiful and all the walls are perfectly white and i'm like this isn't what the fuck we're supposed to be all that shit you should have spray painted all that crap like brown it should have yeah. looked disgusting. have a bunch of like mold growing on the fucking yeah. ceiling and shit like all the like the floor should be cracked and like everything water, should be kind water of, like, damaged ceiling tiles and shit and, absolutely yeah. but like that because that's what you want it, that's part of the atmosphere and that's what's so lacking in this show like it probably would have held together that much better if you didn't go to like the sunderland's house and it wasn't just like some mcmansion that you could yeah. see in like upstate new york it, if it actually looked like some new orleans wrought iron fenced gothic fucking yeah. mess with like ivy running all over it and shit or whatever like that kind of stuff you didn't see that like they're out in the swamp and you never get that cool shot of like an old plantation house falling into the swamp or something like that stuff that you would think you would go to just as a visual for visual interest they don't touch ever yeah. i've been ranting about the look and tone of this show a lot <laughs> let's move on because that's my big problem is just like yeah. pick a fucking tone Another of my issues, again, just in terms of stuff that's left on the table, is I really like what they were doing here, in theory, in terms of gradually building up this universe within the DC multiverse of that's populated with like more of DC's magical and mystic- mystical characters. Like the creators went on the record after the show was canceled saying like, yeah, we had a three season arc planned and we were basic, we were just going to keep introducing more DC magic users and ultimately we're going to fucking try and spin it off into a justice league dark. And I'm like, fuck in theory, that sounds amazing. And yeah, like they absolutely. had, the, they had all the pieces there, but they just fucking couldn't put them together. Like yeah. 
Dan Cassidy as Blue Devil is a is a fun pull because he's like an unwilling arcane character. You've got Xanadu, who's one of those like fucking immortals that's just been around for like since medieval times and shit like yep. that. And can you can pull in like all those like Etrigan and fucking Merlin and all, all those that set of characters and shit. And what they have to do, you're gonna do Justice League Dark. You have to get Dead Man and you gotta nail the yeah. casting on Dead Man, and you gotta yeah. get Satana and, and Constantine. Constantine. Yeah, and then you uh, with Swamp Thing, Justice League Dark, fine, fucking make me that. Sh- I would have watched that show. And, and Detective Chimp, we already got that on fucking Umbrella Academy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Detective Chimp, did they really <laughs> do that on Umbrella Academy? There's there's a Chimp character on Umbrella Academy. I haven't watched oh, it yet. Okay. I need to. Um, okay. It's another one of those ones I've been sitting on. But I mean, Detective Chimp's been done in like cartoons and shit. Like he's in Brave and the Bold. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like I've seen Detective Chimp before, yeah. com- or in cartoons, but not live action. That's a pull for live action is, but I mean, I guess they've done rocket raccoon at this point. So like detective chip is basically like your next fucking step yeah. from rocket raccoon. Really? Like Howard the duck and rocket both exist in the MCU. So like, let's just, let's do detective well, I mean, all the technology. How many fucking planet of the ace movies have we had now? Like the technology is obviously there to do a realistic CGI chimp, right? Yeah. Even so, on a TV budget at this point, they must be able to yeah. pull something off. So. Like that was one of the first, like all digital characters. Remember how, like how much fucking like people's minds were blown when they had that first planet of the ace movie and Andy circus. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, right? yeah. 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 No, those movies are uh, underrated, but also, not as good as like <laughs> but they're massive good. technical achievements yeah you know yeah so but yeah, yeah and the, it's just when the show leaned into the horror vibe and like the horror effects and shit like that it did really well like there was some real yeah. cool like body horror shit like the one that jumped into my mind was when swamp thing is like trying to uh, help avery heal and puts like sphagnum moss like in his leg and it's like writhing yeah. around and shit and they show the close-up of that i was like like that legit made me like cringe i was like oh god like fuck yeah, there was a couple like things inside people that I was like, oh, I don't yeah. like this at all. It's gross. And like some of the some of the dead effects, like where they've been like burst out from the inside with the plants. And yeah. You can see like shooting out their eye sockets and stuff. I was like, this is fucking gross. I am here for it. Like this shit's nasty looking. So and the corpses that had been like reanimated by insects and stuff like that. Like, yeah. again, those are like the first few episodes of the season. There was a lot of great shit in there. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking like they got that far into production and then Warner said like, Nope, this is what you have to finish off. And so they were like, well, we got to fucking change the rest of the series now. Yeah. Dial all this shit back. And like, we end up with like the fucking dissection scene, which looks like fucking Woodrow basically just like cutting open a plastic fucking like, I was going to say look like paper mache from fucking yeah. spirit Halloween kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It totally looked like uh, my first like budget project kind of like <laughs> effects thing you know what i mean yeah i felt yeah. i felt bad for that because that scene should have been like cool as shit because yeah. it's really it's gnarly as fuck in the comic like when they show them like ripping them apart and stuff like that in the comic i mean it's illustrated so it can be whatever that that sick bastard was imagining when he read alan moore's 500 fucking page diatribe about what that panel should look like but yeah. like yeah i mean nasty so even like there was clearly a hero version of the suit as well the swamp thing suit that had like some some pneumatics and stuff in it and like could do like pulsations and shit like that and Mm -hmm. that was really cool and then like they just fucking dropped that like after those first few episodes too you never really see that come back again yeah, and that was a. I had a. I mean, this is me just me bitching about production design again but like the swamp thing character in the comics like he's never whole you know what i mean like you never see him with feet he's always kind of like 
partially embedded in plant life and like yeah. moving around as part of the green and stuff like that. Yeah. So like I get they're doing TV show, but it would have been cool to see more. And I guess I kind of just wanted it to look like Venom in this fucking garbage Venom movie. You know what I mean? Where it's just tendrils kind of coming out of the earth and like yeah. reconstituting his form as he moves along kind of thing. And again, they, they imply that a couple of times. Like yes, they, exactly. they put him up in the trees where it kind of looks like he's like integrated into the trees, but he's still yeah. like got that core human sized physique. And maybe that again, maybe it's something there, there's so much potential here that could have been explored in better in further seasons if they'd fucking executed what they had well like yeah. you know you could have ha- that's something they could have had in uh, future seasons where he really reconciles to the fact that he's not a man anymore and he is just one with all of the plant life in the world and any plant can become him kind of thing mm-hmm. like you get all these fucking trippy images in the comics of like a little fucking venus flytrap in the corner in a pot sprouting swamp thing's face and starting to talk or some shit like that yeah, which is all stuff that happens in the comics. Like, there's all kinds of weird, trippy shit you can pull from the comics. Like, and they do actually, like, that was what I was kind of surprised by is when I went back and was like flipping through the first like five or 10 issues of Alan Moore's run of the comic, they hit a lot of those points in yeah. here. Like, a lot of that is kind of like re- remixed for that, just not well, I guess. And like, they didn't lean into the, because the way Alan Moore wrote it was so like weird and metaphysical and stuff. And leaning into, like, talking about the green and all that kind of, like, weird, trippy, like, hippie nonsense that, like, you know, wizard pothead Alan Moore was writing about in the 80s. Yeah. Like, they could have leaned into that more and probably would have helped the tone again. But, like, they do that, but then there's still big chunks of it that feel like Arrowverse. Yeah. And it's just, it never matches, you know what I mean? And it's it's hard to... And one of those Arrowverse things that really fucking grinded with me was the casting for Alec Holland. Like, I'm really over the, mm. like, dashing, handsome scientist dude. Like, just yeah. give me a fucking, like, nerdy... Like, he's only on the screen for one episode, and then they fucking, like, force bringing him back for yeah. half an episode through, like, a hallucinogenic plant. Either that or shit. go way bigger. You know what I mean? Like, get somebody, like, fucking super recognizable for that and, like, spring for somebody big before you, like... Because you've only got him for one episode. Yeah. Yeah, or two episodes or whatever. Like, yeah, like, to bring in somebody that people recognize at the very least, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah, instead of, like, this generic dude that looks like he was in... He's a voice actor from a video game or something like that. And then... Like, give me, like... I, I just watched a movie this uh, today with, like, Eddie Redmayne. Like, give me fucking Eddie Redmayne for an episode sure. where, you know, he's, sure. like, this, this kind of weirdo, like, introvert scientist or whatever... Yeah, you but know, see, then you then you don't buy Abby falling in like, love with him in thirty seven seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't though. Like, <laughs> like I fucking buy him falling for her because she's fucking ridiculously hot. But like, yeah. fall, him her falling for him, he's a pain in the ass the entire time. They know she knows him. Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Who's writing this? And again, like going back to Abby, it's a total fucking missed opportunity to have. Abby Arcane, but not Anton Arcane. Like Anton Arcane is yeah. the fucking like arch nemesis Swamp Thing villain. Yeah, well, it's also a, a giant thing to have her be a CDC scientist and like her to never put a fucking mask on the entire time she's doing anything the whole season. <laughs> That's one of those things that like the last six months is sensitized to. I'm sure. I like the actress enough, but they gave she was they gave her idiot ball a lot. Like mm-hmm. she does stupid shit constantly in the show, and yeah. I, like to the point where I was like. I want to like this character and I'm getting really fucking frustrated by just how stupid this doctor is like, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. this person with the medical skull. <laughs> Fuck. The actress is, uh, is crystal Reed for our yeah. listeners. Yeah. She was in the, uh, 
uh, Teen Wolf series. Yeah. She also played a role for a couple seasons in Gotham as well. Yeah. Sophia Falcone in uh, yeah. Gotham? Yeah. Yeah. Falcone. Not fucking Falcone. Yeah, sorry. I'm still in you're Nolan world. You're still, yeah. in, you're still in Nolan verse. Well, I mean, like, we're, back, we're doing another one next week. So, like, yeah, we're, <laughs> I'm in Nolan mode. <laughs> I got to finish this fucking series out. Yeah, exactly. So. Just, you're just looking forward to doing whatever you can to get get out of the fucking Swamp Thing world. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I like at this point, I would I would live for Bane. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> also, Anne Hathaway. We are getting Anne Hathaway oh, also. Man. So there's see. that. Oh, buddy. I, I need a minute. I, I'm with you. Okay. All right. Well, then let's fucking put this out of its misery then. Uh, Fair enough. What is your out of 10 rating for Swamp Thing and your final thoughts? See, like, it, do I have to contextualize this? Like, it's hard to contextualize this because <laughs> it's like, it's this so is weird. It's a five out of 10. Like, you could watch it and probably get some enjoyment out of it. Like, I had a couple s- spots that, like, literally were not just these two girls are really hot. I'm enjoying watching them wander <laughs> around. Like, some of it's really cool and creepy. The Swamp Thing effects are occasionally really good. There's just a lot of shit you can kind of just glaze over also, though, right? So, yeah, it's like 5 out of 10. Like, if this is this is the best season that any of the Arrowverse shows ever pulled, though. You know what I mean? If you're if you're grading Full it on season? that curve, yeah. Like if you're yeah, grading it on maybe. that curve, this is the best shit those guys ever did. But like, I don't know. I really like that first season of Flash. Yes, I was gonna say first season of Flash is really good, and the first season of Legends, first season of Doom Patrol, also. Like the way that thrown. Yeah, I mean, that's not really CW. It's all Berlanti. It's all Berlanti. It Berlanti is, but it's not all this shit. But it's not the same universe. Yeah, but either way, like in terms of DC TV, this was actually really good. The only thing I could say, like, I liked better in terms of DC TV is like going back to Batman the Animated Series or Doom Patrol Season 1, which is the one that I'd be like, if you're going to go pick one of these streaming series to watch, I'm like, yeah, go watch fucking Doom Patrol. Because first of all, it's getting more seasons. So there's actually stuff to invest in. Also, Brendan Fraser's fucking hilarious. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck else to tell you. (laughs) Uh, Don't watch 5 out of 10 Swamp Thing. Watch 9.5 out of 10 Doom Patrol, which we should review at some point also. Yeah. That that was my other side of the coin this week, but it's not yeah. quite horror. There's mm. definitely some horror stuff in there, but yeah, um, it's, yeah, to me, Vertigo all like is spooky shit to me, and like not really because there's some not spooky stuff in Vertigo, but like Doom Patrol's more just like fucking acid weird. trip yeah. Morrison shit than it is like yeah. horror stuff, which I'm fine with also yeah. though, obviously because <laughs> that show is fucking awesome. So as this show exists in its final form, I would give it like a six out of ten. Oh, Tim, that's too generous. You're being too generous to this show. It's not just because it's DC, man. You can give it a five. It's but okay. It's just there's there is like a supercut of this season that yes. I think is 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 watchable. Actually, that's kind of my final thought on this. Like, there is a movie you could cut this down to a movie length that's fucking yeah. cool. You know, like that's actually pretty good. Like an origin movie. Yeah, you lose like ninety like ninety percent of the characters that are in here, but which like, is fine. which is actually. Yeah, it'd be actually really helpful to my enjoyment of this if we lost a bunch of these characters, to be fair. So, like, yeah. in retrospect, it's just such a shame. Like, I think this show is such a case of lost, like, missed potential. Just opportunity, and, yeah. and I think that it it's it's in large part due to the whole restructuring and, and shuffling around that happened with DC Universe. So I wish that it hadn't been made in the circumstances under which it was made. 
Yeah. You know, if it was made like a year earlier or a year later, I think we would yeah. have got a much better show out of this. I was going to say, I, I wish it's almost one of those things that I wish had stuck, got stuck in production hell a little bit longer. Cause this is one of those things they've been talking about doing for fucking decades anyway. Right. And they do it and they blow it. And it's like, well, fuck now we're, yeah. were we ever going to get a good swamp thing show now? Uh, yeah. And so I think I we guess, can safely no. call this a casualty of Warner fucking like administration. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it goes into the same pile as most of the DCEU. So <laughs> some, that's sad. some parts of the DCEU. Yes. But we're going to say most Mark's going to say most Mark <laughs> is saying most of the DCEU. Do I have to remind you of Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Shazam. You yeah, actually you do. Actually you do have to remind me of those. Cause what I think of is mostly like justice league and Batman v Suicide Superman squad, suicide squad. Yeah. <laughs> and not the new one that like, I'm excited to watch, the but the Oscar award winning. Yes. The Oscar award winning. one. <laughs> Let's get out of this. I don't want right. to talk about this show anymore. I can't take it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So we can move on to our final segment before Mark completely descends into madness, which is <laughs> geek cred, uh, which is where we just take something and recommend it for you to check out that we enjoy. So Mark, what's your geek cred for this week? Well, two things. First thing, uh, first three episodes of Archer are out. He is back in normal mm. ISIS-y things. It is just <laughs> so much fun to watch those characters properly interact again. So I'm really on that. But like, really, it's uh, September 25th. The Deftones new album Ohms dropped today. It is loud and fucking spacey and weird. And I am living in the middle of it right now. So that's what I'm recommending is go check out your streaming service of choice and listen to some metal because you'll feel better after or not. I don't know, whatever, but <laughs> I enjoyed the shit out of it. It's really good. Just really good. So, <laughs> all right. So for me, now that we're coming into October, I'm probably going to be mostly recommending horror. Cause that's the most of what I watch this time of year. This week, I'm recommending another much better horror series that I'm watching way after it originally aired. I watched most of The Haunting of Hill House over uh, last weekend when I was. Oh, you finally caught up! Bradford. I did. Nice. Uh, nice. So I'm on like episode. I'm through episode eight, so I have like two episodes left of the season. It's pretty good, eh? Like yeah. so far. Yeah, like I got into it, and Alicia got into it, and most surprisingly, my parents got into it, and they're oh. not horror people at all. But I mean, yeah. it's it's horror for people that don't like horror, really. Eh, yeah, like, I mean, like to, to a great extent, like you know, th- this is for people that wouldn't enjoy American Horror Story, for instance. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the only person who's not like a horror aficionado in our family is my dad. My dad doesn't like that kind of stuff. Mom likes it. That's where I get the vampire shit from. His mom, Lee's likes it because she's vampire stuff. Paul's, you know, Paul's Paul. We've talked to Paul about that kind of stuff. But like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's more my alley, I guess. Than... Yeah, but my mom's like very, like she would never watch a horror yeah. movie. But like there was enough mystery and intrigue in it and drama Fair. in it kind of thing that yeah. she, she loves like those like Law and Order type shows kind of thing. Fair. Um, so she, I think, kind of got into it because of that, and then like the family drama side of things too. Yeah. So the acting's pretty good in that show, actually. We so got that... pretty sucked into it, yeah. And I mean, it's I definitely kept having to explain to them. Like my parents kept fucking asking, coming in and out, like asking, like, "Do we know what happened here?" It's like, no, they haven't shown us that part yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like it, you know, if you're not watching it closely, and that was why I watched it over the weekend because like. I was I didn't have like a whole fucking house of boxes to unpack. So I was like, okay, I can actually just sit in front of the TV and like kind of, you know, absorb this properly. Uh, And I've been waiting for a good time to do that. Yeah, I tried to do that with with Swamp Thing. And it was just like, (laughs) I'm sorry. 
I watched the first three episodes like sitting on the couch like on, in high def like because they put out twenty one sixty p rips of the, of it too yeah. right so I I sat there and watched it in high def I'm like oh it looks it looks good like I'm having a good time watching it and then I was watching it like the next day on here while I was working and I was like <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this show like <laughs> what happened is this the same show because my question was like how high was I last night that I thought this show was good you know what I mean. Because by the time I was like episode five, I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is this is abysmal. And I was about ready to message you and be like, Tim, holy shit, man. Like, I was purposefully not messaging you this week <laughs> once I realized how fucking uneven the season was. It's like, I, I wanted, it I wanted to minute. save this for the episode. I finished it today. Like, I finished it this afternoon because like I was I was watching. I did like the, I did the big middle chunk yesterday and I was just like. I was I almost messaged you last night, but then I just got high and started playing video games to distract myself from it, basically. And then I kind of forgot. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we're recording today. And I was like, should I message him and just be like, like, I'm going to shred this fucking show. Like, did you like this? Because I don't know <laughs> what the hell happened. Either way, like, this is totally inside baseball. But like, fuck, I was I was baffled about halfway through. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, American Horror Story was excellent. And I'm glad you finally watched it. Uh, I was disappointed you weren't watching it back then when we because Christy and I watched it basically like as it came out. And we were both like really into it. So. Yeah, it was just at that time, like there was a, I was doing a lot, a lot of work travel and shit like that. Yeah. And like there was a lot of other stuff coming out. You know, it was back in the day when fucking, you know, new TV shows actually came out once oh, in a while. Fuck, no kidding. Eh? And shit. I remember that. So, you know, I'm, now I'm, that's the one of the silver linings of COVID is I'm getting a chance to go back and catch up on some of that shit that I missed and meant to watch at the time. So. Well, that's kind of like, I mean, it, as shitty as all this is, like, I have gone back and like basically played every, all, my shame pile for PS4 and like Xbox One is basically gone now. Like that's the one silver lining yeah. to this is like, I'm, I then sadly I can't afford it, but I am ready for next gen. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like I'm ready for the new stuff. So, so either way. Yeah. So, so Haunting a Hill House has been really good so far. And I mean, it's almost two years old at this point, but the, yeah. uh, the follow-up series, which is not the same story, different characters, uh, the haunting of Bly Manor is coming out in a couple weeks from now. So I'll probably, are they doing another, like they're, we're getting like a sequel-ish series or like a in spirit sequel series, I guess. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think it's like same creative team, but like different, okay. different characters and different setting. That's good. Good timing, man. Like I, I could use a horror show, like horror Netflix show, I guess is what that, cause that's Netflix, right? Like, there yeah. you go. There's a Netflix show that like one of the, big- I will watch i guess yeah, yeah. And, and i mean we'll see if it gets a fucking third season after this yeah no month. i mean I, we, we know this is it yeah <laughs> well i don't know it's a weird it's one of these weird like anthology things where they do a new cast basically every year then like maybe it's easier for them to keep that around than like what they're doing yeah because at that point it becomes like one of these fucking haunting shows you know what i mean like ghost hunter shows where it's just like every season is a new real haunting story and we just blow out every detail of it into like a 10 episode miniseries or whatever so yeah i don't know Either way, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we can finish off this week and uh, put put the swamp to rest. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, everybody. That that well. <laughs> hey, it's it's always fun when we get to fucking just unleash on something and and tear it to pieces. I feel bad because like I want I was sitting there watching like I want to I want to like this like I like this actress I like that a- like well the actor was fine but like mm-hmm. I liked all the actors and stuff but then I was just like this is what is happening. <laughs> Anyway, so yes, if you would like to tell us what you thought of Swamp Thing, if you watched it, then feel free to do so on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. You can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com and you can get us on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast.
If you have not already, can subscribe to our podcast anywhere the podcast can be found, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. I think that's everything, even though it's not quite in the right order. <laughs> I've come to expect no less from you, Tim. <laughs> I like to play it off the cuff, except, you know, for all the planning and notes that I take on these episodes. Yeah, I was going to say, you're the most anal retentive <laughs> bastard out of the bunch of us, or at least out of the two of us at this point. And I'm the one who reads from a script to get the end out. So <laughs> uh, I like to think that I've got it memorized, but I don't. Yeah, trust me. I edit it every week. You do not. <laughs> Sometimes I'm okay. Sometimes I'm no. No. <laughs> Trust me, I edit it every week. <laughs> <laughs> but I am Tim. Thank you for listening this week. Say goodnight, Mark. Good night. And uh, stay away from the swamp, folks. And the, swamp, yeah. and the swamp thing. Yeah. Do not watch Swamp Thing, guys. Like, just <laughs> go watch Doom Patrol instead. It's yeah. way more worth your time. We'll review that at some point. We will talk to you next week. Sure. That's the thing that's going to happen. Oh, I got to stop the episode. Oh, boy. 